0: Because the path is very, very like, you know, rocky. (laughs) But it's worth it. Because once you start moving and you start seeing all the progress that you have, then it's worth it. And then you're like, okay, it was really hard, but I'm getting there. So it's just a matter of really like putting all your heart out there and knowing that it's not going to be easy, but nothing is easy. Like nothing really worth it comes easy.
1: You are listening to Plant Strength Radio, Each week, remarkable stories of plant-based healing, mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, and activism, as told by those with the expressed desire to affect lasting change in our world. Real people, real experiences. Your host, Bobby Lynch.
2: What's up, guys, and welcome to Plant Strength Radio. This is Bonus episode eleven for season two. I'm your host Bobby Lynch, and on today's show we have vegan of seven years and one of our very own Plant Strength ambassadors, Stephanie Gerard. Stephanie is an LA-based actress, activist, singer, songwriter, and TV host of the Hispanic news show on Estrella TV and Vivo. Welcome, Steph.
0: Hi, Bobby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about, you know, just being here with you at uh, Plant Strength Radio. It's um, I love every single one of the episodes of all the seasons. I've seen them all. <laughs> They're amazing. Yeah. So I'm really happy to be a part of this on this bonus episode. Thank you so much for the invite.
2: Of course, I'm so happy to have you on. I'm so happy that you're a part of the team. We've known each other for it feels like, I mean, this isn't like anything new for us now having calls. So I'm just excited that we're finally getting the opportunity to record our episode. And what better yeah. episode than to have it as the bonus episode 11?
0: Yes, thank you so much. I know, I know. I, I, I mean, we've been, <laughs> I've been part of Plan Strength uh, Performance for a while now, so this is just like normal for us. But it's really <laughs> right. cool that we actually get to talk about veganism and, and, you know, like just share, um, my story with, with people that usually like, they ask how, why, you know, and, and I really just like, whatever I post on social media is what they see. So having the opportunity to actually share, um, my, uh, just journey journey and, and my way that I've, I've done things. It's, it's amazing.
2: All in one place. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. All right, so well, before we get into things, we're gonna have our little icebreaker segment to warm us up. You ready to go? Ready to go. All right, let's do it. So what is giving you strength this week? In other words, what's currently motivating you to keep going? Now, this can be this week, or it can be just like on a continuing basis. What motivates you to keep going every day?
0: (sighs) It's, um. That's a really good question. I actually find the strength um, in my dogs. It's really, really funny. But this morning, actually, I was thinking like the energy that they just like make me feel is something so amazing. Like it doesn't matter if I'm having a horrible day or a horrible week or the weirdest year that we've had so far. I just look at them and, and they're beautiful, tiny beings and and their eyes it just that just I don't know it heals my soul it sounds really really crazy to say it, but I think that just to be able to hold them and have them there and the way they look at me and and they give me kisses like they depend on me so I have to be okay so I know that you know I don't know they they give me strength a lot of strength to keep on going and I'm also I just remember how lucky I am um 'Cause now I live where I I've always, you know, dreamed of leaving, which is LA. And I wake up every day and I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter what happens, like, I made it this far. And and I feel so blessed that you know that I'm continuing on on working um on my dreams and everything. So that gives me that um like vision of of gratefulness and thankfulness to be like Okay, I'm here. And, and I'm so lucky because there's a lot of people that want and they struggle. And it wasn't easy for me. But after years, you know, now I am where I want to be. And, um, and that gives me also like that, like push every day, that motivation to be like, yes, like I'm here and I'm enjoying it. And I'm, I'm working, you know, still on, on my day to day things.
2: Yes, yes, I love it. Starting like kind of the first thing, dogs, animals in general, but especially dogs, they just give you so much life and just that unconditional love and support that they always show and they always give you. It's, you can't you can't beat that. And that's one of the things I miss about living down in New York City, because my dogs are family dogs. So they're back home. So I only get to mm. see them whenever I go home. And I, def- I definitely do miss them. But but yeah, I I totally understand where you're at right now, and just like that's that's still what I'm working towards is to get to that point where I'm just wow. Like I mean, I definitely I've learned to really love the process and, and and just appreciate exactly where I'm I am every step along the way in the journey. But it is gonna be nice one day to get to that point where like damn, I really made it. So it's you inspire me, and I'm just so happy to be. On here with you today. I tell you this all the time. You already know this. <laughs> Thank this you, new, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm so excited just to be sharing your story. So, kind of let's let's get into this. So, you are both Mexican and French. So yes. cool. So you're and mom, I'm American too. And American, yeah. yes. <laughs> so your mom but, is Mexican, right?
0: Yes, my mom is Mexican. She's from Monterrey, Mexico. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the north of Mexico, and my dad is French. He's from Cannes. And, um, and I was born in Mexico city, but I was raised in Canada, the British Columbia side. So I've been all over. I've had a mix of different cultures, but yeah, my blood is half and half.
2: I'm divided. That's so cool. So you speak, (laughs) well, you speak English, but you also speak, you also speak, um, Spanish, Spanish,
0: French, French, Italian and German.
2: Which is insane that you speak all of those languages. (laughs) Which
0: is, I mean, it's pretty common when you, when you, um, grow up in europe you usually learn you know at least three languages and i feel that's something that we're missing on this side of um of the world because sometimes it's like you only speak this or that and over there because every country is so so close to each other you know that um i studied in in germany as well in switzerland and and france so you kind of learn the other languages because everything is there it's so Mm -hmm. close um but yeah i mean obviously (laughs) you it requires study and dedication and and all that and i was basically for me it was given the first three languages because my mom you know she spoke to me in spanish and then my dad it was the french and then at school english so it was just kind of easy for me with those and then i discovered that i just loved languages and when i was living there i was like i hate not understanding what they're saying so it just motivated me to learn
2: (laughs) to learn more I i totally feel you on that place Pues como sabes hablo español sí sí sí, sí, sí <risa> fue, pero no puedo hablar con fluidez ya soy proficiente pero la habilidad para hablar para hablo para hablar como uh, hablo en inglés Necesito practicar y quiero, but you're really quiero good. Mudarme a un país yeah. hispánico. <laughs> yeah, Me you.
0: encanta. Bravo, Bobby.
2: <laughs> gracias, gracias.
0: Próxima junta en español. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's amazing. I think you just need to practice. It's the same with every language. If you start, you know, speaking it constantly, then
2: it flows easier. It really, it really, it really does. And it's, it's funny because when I was in school learning, Spanish because I studied in college uh-huh. and I, I got a minor in Spanish. And um, then I, I also studied from the time I was in seventh grade through high school. Uh-huh. So, when I mean, especially when I was in college and when I was taking my like senior level um, conversational classes, I was so I was flowing so much better. And even I started, I yes. remember a few times thinking in Spanish because it's, it's normally, I'm always thinking in English. And yeah. I, even though I'm speaking Spanish, whenever I speak it and more often than not nowadays, I'm still thinking in English, <laughs> but it just, it takes a little time. It takes time and practice. Like Definitely. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But once you get going, it's, it's easier. And um, I mean, California is also like super Hispanic friendly. So um, most people here speak Spanish as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I've gotta make it out there. Still still yet to make it to, to LA.
0: Yes. But,
2: it's the best um, place. so <laughs> with your mom being Mexican and your dad being French, what was it what was it like growing up in that household being multicultural that multicultural household and what was it like with your food, your relationship?
0: Um it was very exotic. Mm. That's what I have to say about food. It was yeah. exotic. Um because obviously, I mean, Mexican food, everyone knows, you know, the typical um, dishes that we have. Same with uh, French. French being a little bit more maybe aggressive with, um, well, I think Mexican too now that I think about it. Because pozole and tacos and, you know, French, we have snails, <laughs> escargots, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> butter and cheese. And, you know, it's always Bread. like so much. Like it's it's just a lot. Same with um, with the, with the Mexican tacos. It's actually one of the things that I struggle uh, with with people and friends um, or family, Mexican family, because I'm like, you can have the same tacos, and they're like, no, but tacos. I'm like, it's the same tacos, just plant based. No, but tacos. I'm like, oh my god, it's like talking to a wall. But <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, it was it was definitely interesting, like having that um, like when I was growing up, I remember I loved. Escargot's snails, nails, I love them. Now I think about it, I'm like, oh my god, you got to be kidding me! Like, how could I eat that? You know, yeah. it's a, it's a living being. It's a tiny living being, but like they're amazing creatures, and oh, uh,
2: I <laughs> it's so it's so bad. Escargot, don't you eat them alive?
0: No, they 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 cook them.
2: Oh, they cook them.
0: Yeah, they cook them, and uh, yeah, with butter, and oh my god, it's just yeah it's not pleasant. I mean, obviously what tastes good is that they cook them with the butter and the spices and the herbs. And then you have like, like the, um, um, bread. So obviously when you taste it, you're just tasting all the plants, you know, that they put on top of it.
2: Right. I think it's funny. We, we consume animals Mm -hmm. and different animal products but to make them taste good, we season them with plants.
0: Exactly. That's it. And same the Mexican. <laughs> it's like tacos. But then you have the actual meat that d- does not taste good, but you season with soy and this and that and cumin and cilantro. And you put pineapple on top of it. And, oh, yeah, that tastes amazing.
2: <laughs> I wonder actual- why. <laughs> exactly. Because
0: but- like, there's a bunch of plants on top of it.
2: Exactly. So so what was it like for you when you went vegan? How did that change the way you interacted with your cultural dishes that you were accustomed to eating that had meat and animal products in them?
0: Um, for me it was pretty simple because I wasn't living in France and I wasn't living in Mexico. I I I just moved here to LA and that's when I made the the switch and it was overnight. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but it was overnight and my interaction with food was really simple because LA were so spoiled. And even seven years ago, there were so many options. Uh, maybe we didn't have Beyond Meat or Tofurky. Like, you know, it was a little bit harder, but there was tofu and, you know, vegetables, fruits. There were other things that, that um, Light Life, the sausages, those were they, those were already there and, and they were amazing. It was my favorite. The vegan hot dogs, I love them. <laughs> it was like my guilty pleasure. Um, But it wasn't really hard because I I moved here alone and I was just, you know, the only thing that I was doing, it was just like buying things for me. And I started, you know, investigating and checking everything out to see where I could like get new products and try them. And I remember when I tried the first vegan cheese, it was so disgusting. It was like, what is this thing? I just, I'm just going to give up. Like, no, like I don't even need this baked cheese. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered a store. It's called Bromage, like fromage, like French, but with a V cause it's vegan cheese. So it's yeah. Bromash. <laughs> and it's by this, uh vegan, um, vegan guy. And he's a chef and he started doing cheeses from scratch. And then I liked the vegan cheese. I was like, Oh, this is actually good. And now we have so many products by life being one of my favorites. Um, you know, and, and, but it was really easy. And when I went back to Mexico, for the first time, I remember that I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so hard. And it was. Now there's more restaurants and there's more, um, you know, stores and and places that you can find vegan food. But before it was really hard and you said vegan and they were like, what? Oh, here, have beans. But then they used lard to cook the beans. And I was like, no, or I don't know, Um, just have your lettuce and your tomato like that was vegan for them what else do you eat I'm like there's a lot of things but you just you just can't find them here you know yeah. and same in France the first time I went to Europe after going vegan I was like oh my god this is gonna be hard and actually I discovered that there were so many restaurants that offered vegan options really? uh, especially Germany it's super vegan friendly wow. um yeah that was that was probably like the it was amazing when I went to to Berlin. I was like, oh, vegan everywhere. it was so good. Uh, Spain was a little bit harder
2: Italy France, was probably hard
0: yeah, France was hard because of the cheese and the milk,
2: yeah, like actually, they didn't
0: have options, so I just took everything like, oh, dark coffee, whatever, and nothing else because it was like milk, like just the milk. I'm like, no, that's an animal's yeah. milk i don't want I don't want another animal's milk. I want soy or almond or something else.
2: What about what about Italy? Because I always notice that's one of the hardest. That's one of the hardest things in America is going to an Italian restaurant, finding vegan options. It's you're pretty limited. So
0: hard, so hard, especially because like everywhere, like specialty pizza. So what I did was always like having my pizza, but with like zero cheese, you know, and it's just basically like the tomato sauce. That's absolutely delicious. Italian pizza is the best, especially the the tomato sauce is amazing. and then just, like,
2: Tons of vegetables. basil
0: and tomatoes and um, mushrooms, just, like, a bunch of veggies on top. But if not, it's so hard. Because it's, like, yes, but no cheese. And they're, like, why not? No cheese. Please. <laughs> yeah. And they really don't have, like, a lot of options. You would have to find a specific vegan restaurant. But, yeah, I, I mean... Um, I think we're we're just moving on with the vegan movement, and there's more and more options each each day. So I'm very happy. I have my family in Europe and in Mexico, and they all, they're always like sending me, "Oh my god, I just discovered this," and I it remind reminded me of you, uh, this restaurant or this store or whatever, or this we went to this restaurant that you love, and they just added this vegan dish, and I'm like, yes, you so know. Cool. So I see I see some improvements.
2: <laughs> so so it, so it seems like at first it was kind of hard for you with the cultural shift yes and over time it's well just because like with all these new products it's gotten easier and now it seems like your family is so much more open and receptive to it which is which makes a big difference
0: yes it, it definitely is and um to be honest I mean I have a huge family from both of my my parents side uh sides but the only one that I'm like super close to is my mom and she's vegan as well. So I really don't struggle with anything because, you know, um, when she's with me, it's just like full on vegan, which is amazing. And then my family, I mean, it's hard because I'm very aggressive on my vegan approach. So when they post whatever, I don't know, the other day, a cousin of mine, he posted something about religion and, you know, Mm -hmm. and to respect the commandments. And I was like, and he, posts constantly about food. Um, and for me, it's not food, it's dead animals. So I have always like that thing is like, oh, it's tacos. And I'm like, no, it's not tacos, it's a corpse. So I'm always very aggressive with him. And <laughs> the other day we were doing that. And um, and and I told him thou shall, shall not kill. And he was like, well, yeah, but an animal is different. And I'm like, why? Where does it say in the Bible Where's or, or the commandments? Where it, where's the asterisk where it says, thou shall not kill humans, animals. It's good. Like, you know,
2: it's right.
0: Like it's, it doesn't make any sense. So it's always a little bit of a struggle, (laughs) but
2: it it, it hurts because it's your family too. And there's so much more love there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's, it's, it's hard, but with them, the good thing is that I don't have to, I mean, I, I never sugarcoat anything, but with them, I can be a little bit even like pushier because they're my family and I know that it, you know,
2: they're always going to love you no matter what.
0: Exactly. And even if we get in a fight, we'll be like, well, I mean, you know that I'm right. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's, um, especially because with food we celebrate everything and I think we should start, um, rewarding ourselves with different things. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, humankind, rewards everything with food you know it's like oh graduation let's go to dinner oh you got this promotion let's go for dinner it's always food 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 related and we're so focused on eating all the time that you know that's why there's a lot of obesity and 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 heart disease and all these things that happen because we are so food driven and I think we should reward ourselves with different things you know what about a trip what about I don't know something that you really like or a hobby. Let's go. Like, you know what I mean. So let's
2: go to the gym, guys. Graduation. Yeah, let's do, Let's hit the. Let's, hit the let's gym. go to the gym
0: together. Let's take a yoga <laughs> class. Let's swim. Let's go for, go a, go hike. for a
2: hike. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's I, so hard. Like people don't do that. It's like oh, dinner. Like always sitting down and consuming stuff, and it's it, it's hard. Like I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> and I I understand why people tend to gather around food for and and dinner specifically Mm -hmm. for, for celebrations because it's a time where everyone is gathered around the same table and it allows people to look across at each other and you can be actually face to face and sit down and hopefully people are putting the distractions away with the phones and the TV and you can actually spend that time, that personal time talking with each other. So I understand that, but I think like, so it would be nice to, do more of those things for gatherings. But it seems like that's not going to like the whole dinner thing won't go away. So it's let's shift what we're eating and maybe eat a little bit less too. Yes. Because instead of always that feast mode is what people tend to go in.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. It's like the, um, the way that we usually eat is to get stuffed. Like until you're like, about to throw up, that's when you should stop. And no, my grandfather, um, always used to say that you should always eat until you had like a little bit of space left, like not to stuff fully, but just leave up not fully
2: satiated. satiated, Yeah,
0: exactly. Just there enough to be able to move, not to, you know, (laughs) explode. And yeah, like you said, changing what we eat because we are eating, um, us vegans, it's mostly plants, and you do feel less bloated, and you feel amazing after eating. When I remember that I, when I was eating corpses, I always felt so heavy
2: and lethargic.
0: It was exactly like, oh my god! And that's what they eat, and they just feel like oh, I want to take a nap. And I don't know, but after I went vegan, my energy, everything is like I finish eating, I'm like, great, let's do something now.
1: Yes.
2: No, wait, no it changed <laughs> let's let's get up and move and even even after having a big meal i yeah. really never feel run down or lethargic oh, okay i'm a little full but it, it ends up digesting fast and you just keep going
0: exactly yeah and everything your skin uh you know improves uh your body um you know it's um Obviously, I mean there's a lot of unhealthy vegans because yes. <laughs> there's a lot of, of junk food as well. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely better than eating a, a dead body and, and uh letting oh. your intestine digest flesh. Like I honestly don't know how I did it <laughs> for so many years.
2: I wonder the <laughs> same I wonder the same thing about myself. How how I just think about all the meat and the animal protein that I used to consume, especially during college when I was playing football, because that just that common societal belief, especially being an athlete oh, protein, 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 especially being a male athlete, protein, meat, animal protein, eggs, egg whites, whey protein, oh. eggs. That's literally what I lived on grilled chicken. Egg whites, eggs, and whey protein in college, and it's so disgusting to think. It's back so
0: disgusting.
2: It. It's, it's so disgusting. I mean,
0: I I tell you, like you think about what what we ate before, and you're like, why? Like, right? Eggs. It's like a it, it, <laughs> right? they It's disgusting. But everyone says, oh, they're super healthy, so everyone just goes and eats
2: without the doing any further that, research.
0: Yeah, the way that that we're you know just um used to petting a dog or a cat but then killing a cow or a pig but then you see the chinese uh or asian culture where they have the yulin uh dog, dog so, yeah. and we do the same for uh, you know to the turkeys on thanksgiving it's yeah. another m- genocide so for me it's just like it's just a matter of opening your eyes and saying oh wait like we're doing the exact same thing why are we judging another culture uh, when we're doing the exact same thing on this part it's of the just world, a
2: different animal,
0: it's just a different animal, but it's yeah. the same. So the way that we, that, that, that we are, we're raised is wrong. And I think a lot of people have that struggle to say, Oh my God, I was wrong. Like
2: yeah.
0: we're so scared of being wrong. And we were like, no, we did this forever. Yeah. But is it? it that, that doesn't mean that it's,
2: Just because we have done something a certain way for a long period of time doesn't mean that that certain way is right or is morally or ethically justified. Because there's a lot of things that our culture used to do and would be accepted as a societal norm, like slavery. Like in different cultures, rape was societally common. Taking away rights of different individuals was common doesn't mean it's right
0: yeah and the 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 romance i mean they they um they killed their family if if the male figure of the house thought it was you know i don't know it was proper to do it because he thought that his family was not good enough for him he would just kill them and and that was okay that was okay yeah he's the male of the house so he can do it it doesn't mean that it was okay it was committing murder
2: yeah
0: you know so it's but fighting for animal rights is the same as exactly like fighting for any other um, cause that we've fought for years. You know, mm-hmm. for LGBTQ community, for women's rights, for every single movement that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's, I think, it's going to take a, a while. But it doesn't mean that we should give up.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's going to take. It's going to take a little bit longer because it's making that connection that. Animals and humans. Yes, we Mm -hmm. look different, but we all deserve equal right And I think that's what makes it harder is just because a lot of people look at animals as less than humans understandably, so Cognitively We are Smarter we're more advanced But that doesn't mean we reserve the right to their bodies That doesn't mean that they don't deserve the right to life It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that we should be able to chop them up to eat them
0: and that's the thing, like I think about it, and I'm like, "How can we call ourselves smart and we choose to do wrong? like we have the option, and yet we go and we just murder them because we want to like there's something that happens when you go vegan that something just clicks in your brain, and then i mean you've i've I've seen you gone to um going to the vigils and it's probably the m- most heartbreaking experiences that someone can 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 um you know go through when you see their faces and they're helpless and they don't even have a a, a choice to oh yeah you don't want to die yeah go run they corner them and attack them and boil them and gas them and slit their throats like the the way that we treat them for me it's just i don't know i mean and that's it's okay. why it's so hard you know, <laughs> to find someone that's not vegan. And, and when they come up with an excuse, but but plants, but bacon, but all these excuses, I'm just like, have you seen their eyes?
2: And unfortunately, they haven't. And that's the issue is that we've taken this, the, these animals, their suffering and their death, and the industry hides it from the public. Yes, And then turns their bodies and their secretions into commodified consumer goods so that people don't ever see what goes on and all Mm -hmm. they do is just consume the final product and never have any idea of what was the process that took place for that product to get to their plate. Because if slaughterhouses had glass walls, (laughs) just about everyone in the world would be. Yeah,
0: except maybe, I don't know.
2: Those two people that really just are very heartless because unfortunately there yes. are people out there yeah. who don't care. Yeah, people
0: that are sick, you know, maybe they, they, won't, they wouldn't, but I, I guarantee you that 90% of the population would go vegan if, if they could see what's happening in the slaughterhouse. And it's the same, like all these non-vegans, they're like, why do vegans like turning their uh, plants into meat-looking products? And you're like, you know that your burger didn't look like a patty, right?
2: Right. <laughs> that
0: was a cow. And it right. didn't look like a patty. Like they, that was an actual living being and they turned him or her into a patty. So why am I not able to turn this plants into a patty? It's just like,
2: <laughs> you know, it's funny you said that I actually, cause I've always understood the arg- I've always understood the rebuttal to that argument. Mm-hmm. The rebuttal that you gave is never one that I kind of thought of, of, well, we're, you're turning the animal into a patty first. Why can't we turn a plant into a patty? It's not really we're trying to mimic w- what you're doing. It's just like think about what you're doing in the first place. That patty doesn't just get produced out of thin air. Like it comes from a living being, a creature, a sausage.
0: Like right. it, it, it's not a sausage. Like oh, this is this was an animal. No, it came from an animal that didn't look like this.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's-
0: so, I mean, the only the only animal that I think people are used to seeing the corpse on their table would be chicken or turkey.
2: Or even fish. fish too, or
0: fish. Sometimes. Yeah, you're right. Or fish. But the rest, I mean, I think they're very disconnected. Yeah. And I've seen, I mean...
2: I mean, I have seen pig oh. roasts. I don't know how anyone can just oh. willingly go to those, but...
0: Yeah. Pig too. Yeah, there's there's some cultures that have the baby piglet on the table. I mean Oh to, like you're oh, you're you're seeing their face right there. It the thing is that we normalize violence.
2: Unfortunately, yeah.
0: And we think that it's okay. But then again, if you go on the street and you I don't know, you grab a rose, you, you know, you, you cut it. No, no one will say anything, yeah. but if I have my dog and I kick my dog, most likely someone will say something. Or if a guy is abusing a woman or a kid, most likely someone will say something, but then they don't practice that same moral in their normal lives. Cause they sit and three times a day they're abusing animals. Without
2: knowing it, and that's the thing. Just like we talked about, I, I just people just don't even know it. They just really just don't know. Yeah, they just don't know what they're consuming, and it's like that's why. That's why I really try my best to have as much empathy as possible because I remember when I wasn't vegan, and you, you know, you remember when you weren't vegan. Yeah. What, what was it that? Because you said you you made the switch overnight. So overnight. what was it that just sparked that change?
0: I'm a huge fan of Paul McCartney, the Beatles in general, but Paul is like, I love him, mm-hmm. and you know he's been—he was vegetarian and then vegan. He's been forever, mm-hmm. and I love his. He's an his, his amazing inspiration, music-wise and everything-wise. I and I, I recently moved to LA, and I did a tribute to the Beatles, and I received a, a, a congratulations letter from him saying that he loved the arrangements and my voice, and I was just so excited. And I went on YouTube and I was just watching videos of, of him. And then suddenly this video that you just mentioned, if slaughterhouses had it's glass
2: walls, glass.
0: <laughs> a vegetarian. And I was like, ooh, by Paul McCartney, let's just watch this. And I clicked on it and I couldn't stop. I was just like, what is this? I started crying. I turned around and I see my dog. And then I see the animals that I'm watching on screen getting slaughtered and killed and murdered and, and abused. And I see my dog and I'm like, there is no difference. Something just clicked right there. And then Paul saying it, it was like, he's so right. What am I doing? And it was like that. I finished the video. I was just in tears and my life changed from them. I was like, I was like, I can't be a part of this. I don't want to be a part of this. How is it possible that we're doing this to animals? And I just, I stopped consuming animals. It was really easy. That's why for me, sometimes it's a little bit hard when they're like, let me go vegetarian first and let me go la la la. And I'm like, why would you like just, you have the option when you go to the supermarket, just don't buy a corpse. It's pretty simple. Don't consume any animal. Go and buy all the options because now we're so fortunate. We have everything. Whatever you want to think of, vegan shrimp, vegan whatever, you'll find it. So for me, it's like you have the option. Now, you know, just at least.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I understand that. For me, for me, when I when I saw what the health, that's when I stopped eating meat. But for me, it was breaking down that societal male athlete bro science conditioning, as I mentioned, of needing meat and animal protein. And so I was like, all right, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. I just can't do this. I'll do egg whites and I'll do eggs and I'll do mm-hmm. whey protein because it's better. And then I started learning about the dairy and the egg industry. And when I saw what happened, I saw the video of what happens to what, happen, what happens to male chicks born into the egg industry. I actually cried when I saw that. How they just literally are put on a conveyor belt at a, a conveyor belt at a day old, and they're masonry. ground up alive, yeah,
0: ground up alive. Just,
2: like it's literally industrial size garbage disposal, yeah. and they're yeah. going through that alive. And I just couldn't. And then, I just couldn't like stomach seeing that, and I was like, "Wow, these industries are even more evil than the meat industry because, like, that's what happens to the male chicks. Then the female chicks just go through a life of being exploited, and then they're killed. It's yeah. all ends in death, and it's just suffering, yeah, exploitation, really. and death. And it's I once I then I connected with that. I was like, "Yeah, I'm. I just can't do this anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. You, once you once it clicks, I think it's easier, and then you discover." everything else about the leather industry, like what we wear, what we buy. And you learn all the process, uh, you know, that, that the skin has to go through and the fur and how they skin them alive for bags, shoes, belts. And it's just, it's like, it's, it's a living hell for animals here on earth.
2: It really is. It really is, and I just, I, uh, yeah, that like you went, like you had mentioned, me going to the vigils. That's what really sparked the activist, the activist in me. And
0: yeah. you know, with my
2: social media, I had just more or less been just fully focused on the fitness and nutrition side. And then I slowly started in, just plugging different things here and there on my stories, but I never really was just posting to my feed about it and cuz I, I i did was like all right i don't want to be that quote unquote pushy vegan or i don't want to lose followers yeah. uh, and and then i went to the visual and the first visual i went to and like you said seeing the animals and connecting with them and feeling their energy and looking at them face to face i just i was like i am not silencing my voice any longer it it was seeing other activists Online at these vigils, going into the slaughterhouses that ultimately led me to changing. Now it's my duty to pay it forward and do yes. the same on behalf of these animals. I'm not silencing my voice. If you don't want to follow me, that's okay.
1: Don't follow me, follow exactly.
2: Me. The mm-hmm. people who want to follow me, who are going to be in my circle, who support me and what I'm doing and who support the animals are going to follow me. And that's what matters to me.
0: Exactly. And then you'll find that a lot of people get curious and then they start. For me, it was the same. Like I had a big following and I always, I mean, I was very scared of posting animal abuse and all that. And, and I was just like showing sometimes like vegan food, like, oh guys, vegan pancakes, vegan this, like I, once in a while or you know, like no leather or like all these things. Right. But I was very just gentle. But then one day I, a couple of, of um, friends inspired me on social media and I saw the way they were just like getting out there and voicing their, everything that they had inside. I was like, yes, I want to be that. I I, I don't want to hide and be like, Oh yeah. Like an apologetic vegan. I hated like the way I was behaving. I was like, this is what i have to do and if they don't want to follow me fine and it was around thanksgiving that i posted my first video of animal abuse it was against turkeys and i remember i i lost some followers i gained some others and um and i was like i don't care this is it and now i mean i try not to like post a lot on my feed but my stories are are full of things that i see here and there and i just you know i, I want people to just get into their their brains that what we're doing to animals is wrong. So I started becoming an unapologetic vegan (laughs) and I'm very proud of it. I'm not, I'm not scared anymore of, of showing that I am against animal abuse. I am not scared of that. I wear my, my mask and I'm like vegan. And I, you know, I always wearing something that says vegan and people get curious as well. And they're like, what, what does that mean? Um, where do you get this? Is there a vegan this, that? And, and you start, you know, creating also some curiosity with people, which is great, you know?
2: So I love that. So that's pretty much how you're using your platform now a lot. With well, What what else do you do to, to use your platform? Because you have a pretty big following. I mean... Instagram, you have a big following. Facebook is insane. Facebook is like 3 million plus or something like that. Yes,
0: three million one hundred something, yes.
2: That's that's crazy. So so how do you really use your your platforms to promote veganism?
0: Well, I always try to show – once in a while I post, you know (sighs) – the killing of the animal because usually that gets to people a lot some people don't like it and they're like oh my god this is so cruel and i'm like i know but this is what happens to animal every minute every second that goes by there's an animal that that's getting killed we kill billions of animals billions and so i do that and then i also post like cute videos because people like cute videos where they're like oh my god look at this piggy or this goat and you see them being so like a puppy you know and and people love that too i also post um i'm also discovering you know food so it's like oh this is a great plant-based this plant-based that and you know obviously chicken bites which is one of my favorite um plant-based chicken it's so delicious and it's so healthy and it's so easy to cook and i mean for me that's just like I want to promote that because it's delicious, healthy, cruelty-free. Like, How can I not promote something that I'm consuming and that I believe in and that I know it's healthy and that I know that's going to help animals and your health? So for example, for me, it's all about that. So I mean, that's why I post, I'm like, try this plant-based chicken bites. They're so amazing. And I have friends and they're like, are they really good? I'm like, just, just try them. But chicken. I'm like, no, 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 You don't need to kill animals. This is amazing. Like you're helping yourself and animals. So I'm also discover, you know, that I discover new products. So I always support all the vegan brands and, and I'm like, just give me your product. I'll, I'll promote it. I'll, I try it. If it's amazing, I'll, I'll post about it. And I'm like, this is great. This is great. And there's more and more options every day. So I love it. And, um, and also with clothes as well, you know, I have friends that have you know, um, vegan clothing lies. So it's the same. Like I I go and I'm like, so this is this brand. This is this other brand to show people all the options that we have now, everything. Like I want them to discover the vegan world with me. So I use my platforms and I share, and I share, you know, the love for obviously my work, which is, you know, my acting, my singing, um, my TV show, the love for my dogs, for my mom, for, you know, the people around me but also just to show them that you can live as cruelty free as possible and, and inspire others. That's what I want. I want them to be like, okay, how can you do that? Or how can I be healthy? Or how can I really just be happy about something that I'm doing? And I'm like, you got me here. I'm going to help you with this. So it's, it's part of, um, of my social media as well to try to inspire as much as possible. Um, with everything that I can, with the sort with the resources that I already have, you know. So yeah,
2: <laughs> just doing your part to pay it forward. Yes, I love it. I love it. So speaking speaking of information of inspiration, your career and everything you're doing in L.A. I'm so inspired by you, as you already know. <laughs> so as as a singer, as a songwriter, as a TV host, what? was it and what is it that inspires you to create before answering that though we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after a message from our
1: sponsors support for this episode comes from chicken bites hey Did you know that every serving of Chicken Bites has 17 grams of protein? And did you know that they're made entirely from simple ingredients? Visit www.plantstrengthfoods.com to find out where you can get your pack of Chicken Bites. And use offer code PSR at checkout to save when shipping. Chicken Bites, always made from ingredients you can pronounce. Support for this episode comes from Plant Strength Performance Resistance Bands. Are you looking to get a great workout at any time, even from the comfort of your own home? Well, Plant Strength Performance resistance bands are lightweight, adjustable, and stackable, capable of providing a total resistance of 125 pounds, so that you can get that perfect pump whenever and wherever. Visit www.plantstrength.com/equipment to get yours, and use promo code PSR at checkout to save on shipping.
2: Alright, guys, and welcome back. So before the break, we were going to shift gears and start talking about Steph's career as a singer, songwriter, and TV host, how she ultimately came about getting into this career and what inspires her to create. So without further ado, Steph, take it away. Tell us everything.
0: Oh my god, well, I mean, just you know, the the show business has always been something that I it's been in me. And um so I studied acting, I started singing. Um, since I was a kid, I was like, I want to do this. But my parents, they were like, yes, you'll do it, but you're going to study and you're going to do it professionally. If you want to do that, you have to be prepared. So I was always like in acting classes, singing classes, you know, all these lessons that I could take to become the best I could to my abilities. <laughs> um, and it was always there when I moved um to Europe when I was around twenty years old, it was great. I enjoyed it, but I was missing the stage, and I was missing acting and singing and It's not that I couldn't do it there, but over there it it, w- it was definitely different um you know than what I envisioned for myself the hollywood the l a so I decided to finish studying and then i was like i need to go back and i need to make it and you know me being french mexican like i have passport passport but i didn't know that coming to la i needed a social security number i needed a a special visa i needed a green card and um so it was like a lot of things and i was like oh my god this is so hard (laughs) i need an agent and a manager what is this world (laughs) you know so because when you're when you're a foreigner, you have no idea what it you know um, that it really takes a lot of things to move and and to make it happen. Um, to rent my first apartment, it was so hard. It was like, but I don't I don't have a bank account here. I don't have a social security. Like, how do you do this? So you kind of run into all of these, um, you know, like awesome. struggles. Yeah. yeah and and it's it's quite hard but it makes you grow as well and and that helps you um you know just appreciate everything that you have and to all my american friends i tell them you're so lucky like you have no idea what i had to go through to get all these things right and um but i i mean throughout the the struggle and and everything you you learn and the lessons that i that i received I think that has made me more appreciative of everything that I have. And that's why I'm, you know, not that I don't have bad days. I do have bad days, but I'm very just thankful for everything. And I, and I know that I've accomplished so much, but as I still need to accomplish more, like there's so many other things that I want to do and um, not only acting and singing wise, but also on my activism. Cause for me, like veganism is a, is a part of, of my life is what I do, you know? So it's. I want I want to be surrounded by by people that inspire me. That's why my my circle of friends is so important because I feel that you have to be surrounded by successful people that will push you to the next level. So I'm always, you know, like having all this um great friends around and and you know, I see them fighting for their dreams and that inspires me. You know, it's like we feed off each other. <laughs> To get there, you know, you get motivated.
2: Mm-hmm. So, what year? What year was it that you moved to LA?
0: Um, I moved to LA, so it was 2012. Mm-hmm. I was still with my tourist visa, mm-hmm. and I stayed in a hotel for two months.
2: Really? Wow!
0: And, while I, you know. I needed to find a place. I needed to find a lawyer. Um, so officially, it was February 2012. Uh huh. And then officially, when I had my paperwork and everything ready in my apartment, it was 2013.
2: Okay. And so, what was the first job that you landed when you finally got settled?
0: It was. It was amazing. It was. It, two two Jobs that I landed, it was at the same time. Um, I booked <laughs> it's this um Judge Judy thing,
2: yeah, yeah, Judge Judy. <laughs> okay,
0: I went there, I was the plaintiff. I don't, I don't remember. Oh my god, I think I have that recorded somewhere.
2: Wait, so <laughs> it was wait, wait, it was an actual episode of Judge Judy, or it, was it was an, an episode?
0: actual episode. They called me and I was like, yeah, and I remember that I recently, like. I, I was, uh, you know, on the filing all the documents that I needed to get my social security. So I told the production, I was like, I, I don't have it yet, but it's, it's, it's coming. And they were like, just call it. We'll, we'll make it happen. Don't worry. We'll shoot. This is going to air in two months. By then you'll have it. So you can send us your social by then. I was like, yes. A month later I got it and I emailed all the documents and they were like, perfect. This is going to air a month from now,
2: are you telling but, uh, me Judge Judy is fake.
0: <laughs> no, I think. Um, I mean, for me, what I did, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was,
2: yeah, acted.
1: <laughs> wow!
2: Can we even say this on the air right now? Can we? Say I don't this?
0: know. <laughs> I don't know if we can say this.
2: <laughs> wow! Wow! I can't wait to tell my mom this. She loves Judge Judy. She's going to be so disappointed.
0: Yeah. I did another one for a Hispanic uh, as well. And it's all acted. I mean, the cases are real. What's, uh, what, they don't, what they do is that they hire actors to do the the, um,
2: really? the cases
0: that they have. Because I, don't, I think that there's some people that don't want to do it. They don't want to show their faces.
2: So are so some hire people, people real that on the show then?
0: I don't know. But I, what I heard when I was there, like I was so new and I had no idea. And they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna be the plaintiff, la 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 And I was like, "Yeah, what is this? Yeah, I just go and act." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna go and act."
2: Like it was just. <laughs> so it was just—it was more just kind of like a wing it on the spot.
0: Yeah, it was just you like didn't that. Have it a was script. They just give you like the 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 outline. Like you're gonna, this is what you did. Uh, this is the other person that's suing you or whatever, and at the end you're gonna win. Like the actual case is already there. So I mean it's kind of
2: <laughs> wow. Wow! That, so I, did that. I don't know if you can see it on my face right now. I'm kind of mind mindful. You're in I, shock. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm low key in shock. <laughs> Most crazy. of the
0: things I think, I mean, more than scripted. I think that, I mean, obviously there's a bunch of, imagine if not, like they, it would be so easy to get sued. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I mean, they need authorizations. They need everything, you know, signed and, Because if not, it's, I mean, it's, it's dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, I can Um, only imagine. So obviously you need all the paperwork ready and all that. So I did that and I, I booked a movie um, that was distributed by NBC Universal and it happened the same thing. Like I booked it, I went to the audition, I got it. And then they were like, okay, so same social security. I was like, yeah. So I got it while we were, we were still filming. And that's actually when I, when I went to the sets, I, um, I found my second dog. She was abandoned outside. She was just waiting outside a church and we were filming in that church. And, um, it was just so amazing when I found her, the production was like, there's a dog and he looks like your dog. Cause I always brought my dog here and there and I was like, really? And I saw her and I'm like, oh my God, like, (gasps) like that's just like my dog. So I took her and I asked the director, when do you need me back on set? And he's like, "In a couple hours. And it was like a Saturday or Sunday. and And I was Googling for a vet that was close by and I took her to the vet. I was like, just, you know, grooming uh, vaccines, everything that she needs, just please and I took her uh home with me i I picked her up after uh when she was ready, and she was so skinny and so vulnerable, and my other dog Dougal, fell in love with her, and I fell in love with her, and I was like, okay, that's it okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, she's mine, I couldn't yeah, leave her there. it was, was in the
2: family, yeah.
0: yeah, and that was uh, and that movie's called in the cut and uh it's a great movie and i I work with amazing people, and from there, they started recommending me for other jobs, and I started getting different gigs for uh, so many things because I didn't have an agent at the moment. I didn't have a manager. Like everything, I just went online. I opened my profiles, like all these casting sites, and I was like, "I need to audition to whatever I can find." And that's how I got my all my um, my gigs. (laughs)
2: you just you just made it happen it wasn't it, it there was no excuse you just you this is what you wanted and you just you just got the job done
0: I just got the job done i i i knew that it wasn't gonna be easy and it hasn't been i mean uh, this this days obviously with covid happening and all that it's been a little bit you know more um just the whole situation is is very very hard on on all of us, but back then it was you know, you had your auditions here and there and we went to all these casting places. There's several here in LA. So I found myself sometimes auditioning for 10 projects per wow. day. It was like one audition after another. So I was very active and I was doing commercials. LA welcomed me amazingly. Like the first, before I moved here, I came for a vacation. That's when I decided I wanted to move here. And I got another, another job um and it was just amazing like the way that la has always uh welcomed me and and just shown me that i'm you know that this is my place has been amazing and uh also because it's vegan friendly and and i'm so spoiled here and animal friendly pet friendly like everywhere you go there's always they always welcome your dogs it's very different especially me coming from mexico for example that even on a patio, like they don't allow you to have your dog there. So it's, it was crazy In Mexico. I get desperate. I'm like, it's outside. It's a patio. You have a dead animal on your table, but I cannot have my dog here next to me. Right. And they really don't care. And you're like, it's, it's like, it's mind blowing, you know, that they do that, but.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Wow. But I just, that's just so inspiring. It's just, it just really just goes to show that if you want something Go after it. Go for it. Yes. What What's stopping you? The only thing really stopping you is yourself, essentially.
0: That's it. That's it. You're, you're, you are your own enemy. And I think that the limitations that we put on ourselves, it's those are totally removable, but we decide not to because we're always finding excuses not to do it because we're scared of change, of failure, of anything that might come our way. And we're like, no, I might not do it. So when I moved to LA, it was like that. I knew the first time I came, I wanted to be here. And it took me a while because I needed a bunch of things. So I went back to Mexico. I worked my ass off. I recorded my albums. I started acting in soap operas. I started doing whatever I had to do to get here. So when I came here and I found my lawyer, I gave him all my awards, newspapers everything to show that I was worth of you know being here and I deserved my green card and once I I got everything together I I made it happen like for me there was no other option I was like I need to be in LA I love LA I want to be there and that's the thing that happens with veganism and with anything that we want I think that people are scared of changing you know their habits. So for me, if I decided to stay in France or in Mexico, you know, you have your life there and you have your family and it gets very comfortable, but getting comfortable doesn't get you anywhere, at least not where you want to be. So for me, it was very simple to be like, yeah, I'm going to be alone and I'm going to have to struggle with, and I'm going to have a lot of obstacles that maybe some other people don't have. But I managed and I'm here and you know, that's why I just feel so lucky. Because I, I even though I worked for it, you know, I always had the strength to keep on going. Mm-hmm. And um and like I said, I mean, it's been very hard and I don't have family that, you know, they're in the in the show business. And it has been very hard to find um, you know, opportunities acting wise. It's always been so hard because if you really like just dig a little bit into p- famous people, most likely they have a parent that's in this, in the in the show business, or an uncle or a cousin or a brother or a mother. like they always have someone there, well, the the big, big stars, I mean. So for me, like it was like, I don't know what I'm, I don't know how I'm going to be able to make it, and that like like I told you, I still have a long way to go. But every day I get closer and I get closer. And the point is to not, you know, look at how like all the distance that I still need to, to, um, walk, but actually sometimes look at what I've done and be like, okay, like I'm, I've advanced so much. I have to keep on going. I'm I'm more than halfway there. So just, keep pushing, you know, and, and really not be afraid. Mm
2: -hmm. Go one step at a time. Yes. Is that what you, what would you say your best piece of advice then is for somebody looking to take that leap into whether it be pursuing a career in show business or just taking a leap into anything in particular that really they're passionate about and that they want to do with their life.
0: The thing is, I think it has to be something that you love and that you know that your conviction and your efforts and everything are going to be worth it. If it's something that's a "Ah, maybe then don't do it because for anything that you want, it's going to take a lot of time and money and you're going to get stressed and it's not going to be easy. Whether you want to switch to veganism, whether you want to pursue I don't know an acting career becoming a lawyer or a doctor. You have to love it. You have to be sure and certain because the path is very, very like, you know, Rocky. (laughs) So you have to be sure and it's long and it's very long, but it's worth it because once you start moving and you start seeing all the progress that you have, then it's worth it. And then you're like, Okay, it was really hard, but I'm getting there. So it's just a matter of really like putting all your heart out there and knowing that it's not going to be easy, but nothing is easy. Like nothing really worth it comes easy. Mm -hmm. Like getting fit. Someone that, you know, has a little bit of overweight or whatever and they want to get fit. It's not going to be an easy path to get, you know, thin and to be fit. Like, you know, like the way you want to look. But once you get there and you sit there and you see the results and you see yourself in the mirror and you love the way you look, then you get the motivation. So it's the same with anything. When you start seeing that you're not a part of animal abuse, you want to keep on going. That motivates me. When I see that I have my TV show, that's, you know, I never, I never thought I would be like a TV host. I was like, Oh yeah, I mean, I can do it. But I never saw myself doing that. But when I think about it, I'm like, it's really cool that I have a live TV show Monday through Friday. I'm so lucky and I enjoy it. And I'm like, it's talking about entertainment. And then once in a while, when there's like someone doing something with animals, I like, I get out there and I'm like, it's wrong to eat animals. It's wrong to, like, I just like throw in a piece of my veganism in there. Um, Because obviously all the show is scripted and all that. So you need to, like, (laughs)
2: You know, stick to the script, but be
0: very yeah, I'm like eh, sneaky with my comments here and there.
2: Sometimes but, it's okay to say no come, no come los, los animales,
0: no comes animales, exacto. No, because
2: it's, cause it's no in come. Spanish, <laughs> no
0: <laughs> comes <laughs> animales, por favor.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, like, you know, when, when I see that and I see that progress, I'm like, okay, it's really cool. And I have to applaud myself and I have to, um, you know, acknowledge that I'm, that I've done good, that I've done well, that I've done amazing, that I'm done, that I've done great, that I've, you know, that even though I've struggled in the beginning, now I'm in a better place than I was when I moved here in 2013, you know, yeah. so it's... um, yeah.
2: So it seems like, it, it seems like really it, it's, it first and foremost, your best piece of advice would be to... Figure out what you're passionate about yes, and then just start because once you start and you fall in love with the process and accept that the process isn't going to be easy and you just keep going forward, once you start seeing those results, that's when you start realizing how worth it it is. You start gaining motivation, but really it starts with finding your passion and just doing it.
0: And just, don't, just make it happen don't don't leave anything there there's a lot of people that they're like oh tomorrow i'll start oh next year next year i'll why next year do it now why not now if not now then when exactly they're, every second is a new beginning we have the opportunity to start again to decide and people sometimes they just let it go and it's like no next monday i'll start the diet Start today. Stop eating
2: Start the today. crap you're
0: eating right now. Exactly. You can do it right now. You can exercise exactly. right now.
2: Exactly. You know,
0: and that's the thing I think that people sometimes lack that motivation where it's like, just push yourself and do
2: it. Just do it. Just do mm-hmm. it. So what, what would you say is the the accomplishment that you're most proud of? What gig did you land? Is it the TV show? What What is it in your career so far up to this date that you are most proud of? And then also on top of that, because you said you're still not where you want to be. Ultimately, where is it that you want to be? What gigs do you have to land where you're going to be like, damn, I made it?
0: Um, I'm very proud of a movie that I did. Um, that's called Plan V. It's um, Plan Virgin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was... All over Mexico and Latin America, and it was a romantic comedy. I met beautiful people on set um, and it was it was huge when I went back to Mexico. the whole city was covered with billboards, the buses, everything was just covered with pink plan B all over the place. It was beautiful to go back to you know a, a city that I lived. Um, and before, and just seeing my, the huge posters all over the place, it, it your was a face, great...
2: your face was on them too.
0: My face, yeah, was on them. Um,
2: it was Look, three. Ah, I made it. That's I think that's a I I made it moment right there.
0: It was, it was, it was like I came back to Mexico, and there's posters of, of my face all over the city. It was really funny because I had like a lot of friends, you know, in Mexico, and they were all texting me saying. Look, poster here. Look, poster there and I was like, "Yes!" It felt so good, you know, watching my movie on a big ass screen um in one of the, you know, best um movie theaters. There's um it, it was pretty awesome. I'm I'm not going to lie. It was it was something that wow. for me was like, "This is wonderful."
2: That is the so pro- cool.
0: It was amazing. The production was in in, in Spanish and um so my next step, I think it's the same, but in English for the, you know, American market.
2: Yeah.
0: be Hollywood production would be amazing. Um, I'm very proud of my music albums. I didn't have a record label. Same, you know, I struggled. I, I Record labels are very hard to get into. And um, so my productions were independent, but I got my way into, you know, distributing them all over Mexico and Latin America. And I recorded nine albums and they were top selling records. And, um, I'm not on Spotify, all my albums. I have two songs on Spotify, but the other albums are not there because I signed contracts and all these things with, with a, um, distribution company, but I don't care. I had my albums out there on stores, you know, competing against, Britney Spears and I don't know, at the, the time, I think, Il Volo and Big Time Rush and High School Musical and like a bunch of, you saw my album next to them and I was like, yes, I got this. So it was pretty cool too. Um, and same, I did it just, you know, working for it. And uh, that's another, that's another um, thing that I'm very proud of, of um, my albums, my music, my movie um there's another movie that one is it's it's in english it, um sony bought it after it was um filmed yeah. and it's called assassin x and i had to learn how to fight um so i i went into the martial arts obviously for movies i wasn't really like trying to hurt anyone it was more um you know <laughs> Fighting, acting, acting, fighting. Thing. Stage combat.
2: I took I took a stage combat uh, course in college. I actually, I almost minored in theater. I was nice. In yeah. I, like, as That's you know, I, like, I've always been into acting. I, I was yes. in plays. Uh, I took five um, theater courses, mainly acting courses. One was a directing course, but the rest uh-huh. were courses. in stage combat was one of them. So I know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little versed in, in, in the area, in the field.
0: I love it. Yeah, it's, and, and, you know, it's like a passion. It's, it, it's amazing that feeling. So I, I did this movie, Assassin X, and it was a great thing because all of the actors there, um, they were all professional martial artists and, and I was the only one that wasn't. And I was like, oh my God, I was training all the time. I was bruised, sore. It was so bad. Oh my God. I'm... But when I saw the movie, it premiered in New York. It was so cool. It was amazing. And, you know, I, I think that um, when I see the results, you know, of the commercials that I do when I, when I turn on the TV and I see my commercial, those things definitely keep you motivated, at least for me, because it's like, okay, I got this. Bravo. But let's go for more, you know. And so I think the next step is definitely right now because of, of COVID, things have been a, a little weird acting-wise um auditions went down i don't know like 80 percent which is a lot uh for the industry um a lot of reality tv happening so that doesn't help but i think it'll get back you know slowly and i i would love to book a huge hollywood movie that would be like my next big thing um and also you know m- moving on with my my activism like what alicia silverstone does and that i find so inspiring because she's a huge tv star movie star and now she uses her social media to share her veganism and i just love it i didn't know that her dogs had been vegan for I don't know how long it's like, and I read it the other day and I'm like, yes, just like my dog. So you feel that connection to them, you know, and that, that's what I want to do as well.
2: Wow. That is so amazing. I can't say it enough. You're such an inspiration. It just, it's like that, that just just hearing those words, it's your living proof that if you want something, go get it. And it's, it's that those, it's it's those words, that thought, seeing you do it, seeing other people do it. I've always been of that mindset. Well, if he or she can do it, so can I. And that's what motivates me personally to keep going with plant strength and with getting the company, our company to where we want it to be. And, and, and you're
0: amazing. You're such an inspiration as well, Bobby. Like what you do is is great. I mean, I don't think that a lot of people have the balls to go out and and say, I'm going to compete with this companies and I'm going to get the best freaking chicken bites out there. And, and, uh, and inspiring for people sometimes, um, very unfortunate, but empathy is not there. But if that doesn't move them, at least getting them with their own health, We'll get them. And for me, it's about like, just stop eating animals. That's all I want. <laughs> whatever you do, whatever inspired you, I don't care. Just stop eating animals. So what you do, not only with your empathy towards animals that you that you have and the way you share and uh, your stories that are also very, <laughs> very moving, um, you know, about your visuals and everything that you do, but also sharing and creating this, you know, the resistance bands to get you fit you don't need to go to the gym you can have that at home and get fit with your bands you don't need anything else just your body the bands to me that's amazing you know because it's always like something that people but i don't have the machine but i don't have this yeah but you can have your bands and it takes this space like <laughs> this is what it takes you know and you're drawer like you really just need this bag and the chicken bites which they're amazing i love it because it says with ingredients you can't pronounce because when you buy something else
2: simple ingredients soy flour garlic onion salt spices sugar baking powder that's it
0: that's it like you know what you're putting into your body you know And, and that's inspiring to me because you know, you being a brand new company and, and you know, just doing this um, and sharing the chicken bites with the world and for them to be available for, for anyone. And I have to say the portions are amazing because it's like, it's a big bag. And Actually, the you bag can,
2: is right up, there, right up there. That's our sample pack right there. <laughs> and there's pounds cooked.
0: It's so good. And the fact that you like, you cook them so easily and they taste amazing and it really requires zero effort, you know, um, for someone like me to cook, like you just put them there and they're tasty, delicious, healthy. That inspires me because it, 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 you're also leaving proof that you can do it and you are doing it as well with your company. And it's not only about the health, it's about the animals and it's about spreading the message you know, and it's a movement. So everything that you do is also amazing. And that's why, you know, we um, feed off of each other and and we inspire each other. And that's, for me, that's amazing because we need more people like you as well, that you believe in something and you make it happen. And you're not only like, oh, I'm going to do this someday. No, you said, I want to do this and I'm going to put it out there. And you, you know, got the team together. And, and that's why we met. And, and I'm so grateful. I'm really grateful. And I'm so happy to be a part of, of plant strength performance. Cause I think, you know, you're showing everyone that you can be fit and healthy and compassionate and that you can make your own company happen and that you don't need to hurt others to succeed. Thank you. you. Know?
2: I, like, I really, really appreciate that. And, little correction here, it's not my company, it's our company and I couldn't be happier to have you on the team, really, like, it means so much to me that you are here and you're, you're promoting the Chicken Bites and the Resistance Bands and everything and you're just here to, just so we can grow things together, I, I like, it wouldn't be the same without you, so thank you so much and I, I again, like, really appreciate all of those words.
0: No, thank yeah. you, thank you, really, because it's definitely, um, you know, I, I get so, so inspired and it's, it's so easy. It's so easy when you start, you know, with, uh, with a circle of friends like you and, and our team to get inspired and to really, you know, motivate each other. That's what I want. And that's what people should get um, around themselves, surround, surrounded by, by great people that really uplift each other.
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's what it's all about. If you're, if you're not surrounded by people who are motivated like you are, who are as passionate in it as you are about what you're passionate in, it's only going to hold you back. So you got you to gotta just put yourself out there. It's okay to eliminate people from your life that are holding you back. And yeah. it's okay to find new friends and create a new family because that is what's going to get you to where you want to be that's going to make you feel whole and fulfilled inside so yeah i just it's just it's such an inspiration talking with you but and i've had such a great time so before before we continue on we are going to take a brief moment to highlight our team member of the week something we do every week to show our love and appreciation for our ever growing family what's up guys it's me your host bobby you guys probably expected at some point during this season i was going to be the team member of the week and of course i waited all the way until the end for bonus episode 11. And i am proud to be this weeks team member of the week you guys know where to find me at Bobby physique on all social platforms and being vegan is super important to me because veganism is so much more than diet being vegan means that you are choosing to abstain from the suffering and death of billions of innocent creatures every single year for your own personal gain I make every decision that involves the life of another based on what I would want done to or for me if I were in that, the position of whoever I am about to carry out my actions on. So whether that is I am doing those actions myself or I am paying for someone else to commit those actions in the sense of eating meat and animal products, when you pay for meat, dairy and eggs, you are directly paying for somebody else to force an animal into a life of suffering And then ultimately kill them to get those products to your plate so being vegan is super important to me and ultimately when I went fully vegan that's when I felt fully spiritually aligned because I was finally matching my actions with my beliefs and that is I do not believe in taking another's life for my own personal gain. So I really hope that helps you guys on your vegan journey and really make that decision based on if you were in the victim's position. Alright, guys, now it's time for my favorite part of the show, our growth spurts and growing pain segment. So it goes, things changing. I know that though I've got no control, that's just the way that we grow. And no one told me what's ahead on this road. So until I break the for those of you who haven't heard this segment before, which you probably should have seen that it's bonus episode 11 of season two, but if you haven't heard this segment of the show, at the end of every show, we ask each guest what a recent growth spurt of theirs is, an accomplishment that they're proud of, as well as a growing pain, something that they're still trying to get better with. Both of these can be health, work, or life-related. So with that, we'll start right at the top. Steph, what is a recent growth spurt of yours?
0: I think probably um, I learned just just what you mentioned before the the break that it is okay to find new friends Um, I learned that I need people that don't drain me that give me energy so, and that part is really hard because you kind of want to latch on toxic relationships, friendships. And when you overcome that, all that, you really like, you you grow as a person in that moment, something changes, um, you know, and, and, uh, Friendship, friendship-wise, I think it's very important to know that it's okay to put yourself first in a better position, and then good people start to come. And also, I'm very proud of um, just being able to show the way I am on social media, like not hiding anything. Like I said, being unapologetic and I have a you know I have some haters here and there that they're like oh yeah you'll seem very unhappy cuz you don't need animals and I'm like I'm very happy because I don't need animals because I don't support that. <laughs> this
2: thing from unhappy. Thank you. Exactly. So much.
0: <laughs> and being an inspiration to people is also that it's it's something that I that I love my my CEO recently contacted me. And his words were amazing. He was like I want to be vegan. Can you help me? Because you're the living proof of happiness, health, fit, energy and I want that. And for me that if, hearing those words from someone that I look up to that's my boss and hearing that I was like, "Oh my god, yes, of course I can help you." And that was something that I was very proud of as well. You know, so clear that those things are are like highlights like Cleaning my the people that are around me, cleaning my friendships, uh, being inspiration for people that I admire, and just um, being me without having to apologize because I'm happy or because I want to share my my moments. Just being free, it feels so good to be free and enjoy and. You know, there's people that I'm pretty sure don't like me, but I don't care anymore. I just, I'm happy with with the way I am and the way that I live my life. And if someone wants to get to know me and they want to be a part of my life, they're more than welcome. I'm super open. I, I love sharing um, my life and my day-to-day, but if you don't want to, it's totally fine as well. Like, I, I don't take it against you. You know, if, if you don't want to be a part of it, you don't have to totally fine. So something that I'm, I'm just, uh, and also my TV show, I do have to say that something that, you know, it's, I'm super proud of that. Uh, It made me grow as well because acting and singing has always been, you know, it's ups and downs and it's something that's not constant, but my TV show is it's something that I have to be there and I have to show up on time and it's alive and you have to have this energy all the time. You know, it's not something that you can, oh, today I'm not going to shower. I'm going to wear my sweatpants. No, you have to be, you know, camera ready and with the energy. And that helps, that helps, you know, even if I'm like, if I started with a meh day, <laughs> you know, like a so-so day, I go on set and I push myself to just give the best I can.
2: That's awesome. That's so awesome. We'll have to we'll have to get your boss some chicken bites to help him go vegan.
0: Yes, that would be amazing. I, I think he would love it for sure.
2: I'll definitely make sure. I'll, I'll send you I'll send you uh some packs. So when I when I send yes, you guys packs pack next, I'll, I'll sort <laughs> of throw in an extra one for him so he can so he can have some. But I love them. Yeah. Yeah, that's um I'm 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 really happy to hear all of that. Uh from you. And I think those are really great, really, really great uh, growth words. So what would you say is a growing pain, something that you're still trying to get better with?
0: Uh, I think, I think I have to be a little bit more patient and tolerant with myself And with others, I think that's something that I struggle with. I think that I'm too harsh on me sometimes and people around me Um, because sometimes I think that I have to get this done right now and if it doesn't happen, I get frustrated and I need to learn that it's okay if it's not instant because our generation is we we have the, we need this constant uh, validation and quick gratification. And sometimes it doesn't happen like that because life is not like that. So I need that patience. And I think that the older you get, (laughs) the the, the harder it is, the harder it is to be patient and tolerant because everything starts to annoy you and, And you start encountering, once you are vegan for a while and you start encountering the same jokes, like I go on set and I love my team and, but they're not vegan. So they bully me. And before I would have been like, oh yeah, like, yeah," or I even like laughed, but now I get a little bit annoyed. And sometimes I attack back when they're say when they're saying something like, I don't know, like, oh, yeah, tacos or pork or bacon or whatever. And instead of trying to explain, I attack with something that maybe they said a couple of days ago when, oh, I have this, I don't know, I I gained some weight or I have gout or I have whatever it is that they were saying about their health. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's why you have this. Like, I just go for the, you know, (laughs) I attack for the, well, I mean, no wonder that's why you cannot walk that's why you and they're like oh mean and i'm like yeah but you know it's a little bit too much you bully me so i just attack and i think i sometimes need to be a little bit more patient and understand that you know that I, we're on different um beats and vibrations and and understanding so it's not only with people but also me so i have to that's like a growing pain i i I just get frustrated very quick, and I don't have that patience that I should. Because um, sometimes I just don't want to deal with things, and I'm like, ah, like whatever, I'm done. <laughs> you know, and yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be like that. It, I should have that patience, especially because of the experience that I have. Um, but I, I, I do work on it. It's hard, but I, I do work on it, and uh, and sometimes I just. It makes me cry, you know, because I'm like, okay, I need to show them this video uh, because they were talking about baby piglets or something about and I'm like, have you seen how they kill them? You know, that's something that I'm like, if you haven't, here's the video and I, I, I try to be a little bit less aggressive, especially with people that are constantly in my environment. But that's definitely something that I have to work (laughs) on with myself because it's not easy. Um, Yeah, I think that's that's the main one. I'm pretty sure I have so many other growing
2: pains that I'm (laughs) dealing with. But but, but that's but that's but that's the that's the point of this this segment, and this is why it's my favorite part of the show: the growth spurts and growing pains. It's because it allows you to take a step back and be thankful for what you've accomplished. But then it also allows you to look inward and see, how can I be better? Because if you don't recognize how you can be better, you can never be better. But once you do recognize how you can be better, it's like we talked about earlier in the show. If you want something, put it out there and it will manifest itself. So you have to just continually tell yourself that this is how I could be better and I'm going to be better. And it's what you're doing. And so you're recognizing it and the thing is you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect, but it's just giving ourselves that ability and that freedom to not be perfect, accepting the fact that we are imperfect human beings yes. and all we can do is strive to be better and that's ultimately what will get you to where you want to be faster. So I think you're doing a great job and thank, thank you. you so much. This is this is definitely was the best way to end the season with this bonus episode with you. I'm so happy that You came on the show. I'm so happy that you're a part of the team. And before we wrap things up, please tell everyone where to find you online.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, Instagram at Stephanie Gerard, Twitter at Gerard, Stephanie, (laughs) (laughs) Facebook, Stephanie Gerard SG, Um, YouTube, Stephanie Gerard SG. You will find All of my social media is verified, so do not follow any others because I've had a little
2: uh, (laughs) – a couple of accounts that are not – Yeah, they're not me. Fake fake accounts, fake accounts, yeah.
0: They're fake accounts, so just check for the blue check mark. Those are mine. Um, And, uh, yeah, you'll – just please join me. You'll enjoy what I post. If you don't, you can always mute me, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) that you'll love what I post. I'm always showing, you know – new ones to inspire I, i'm always uh, you know featuring um, my favorite brands and products so you can also like you know get really cool discounts as well because i also share some codes and things that this brands share with me and um just go follow me look l- just just look for my name stephanie gerard i i will share everything if you have any questions i'm i respond usually not to the comments because the comments are so much and then you know, I, I really don't, I, I like the comments, but if you go to, uh, DM, I will do my best to respond. If you have any questions about veganism, the show business, dogs, anything that you want, I'm there responding, um, to everything. So, uh, I'm very, very happy to, to be here with you, Bobby. Thank you so much for, for having me, um, in plant strength radio. It was, Amazing talking yeah. to you because it also, you know, made me realize a lot of things about myself. And, and like you said, taking this step back and just being grateful, you know, for for everything that that I've done um, in my life. And uh, the most important part is to just keep, you know, um, fighting for for what we want. And I think that we're doing that.
2: And we are and we are. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. And guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I loved it so much. And I really hope that you enjoyed this season. It's been a wonderful season to recap one more time from top to bottom for season two of Plant Strength Radio. We started off with myself, Kiwan, Marcus, and Darren for episode one episode two we had carissa kranz episode three we had one of our very own Devin bennett episode four we had olivia dali episode five we had brian and charlie Trupo. episode six we had david van geistel and elizabeth medeiros episode seven we had clarissa gannon episode eight we had imani parsons episode nine was tyler ware episode ten ken bots and of course last but not least episode bonus episode 11 stephanie gerard one more time thank you guys every single person for coming on the show this wouldn't have been the same without all of you and thank you again steph one more time for joining us Stay tuned guys. Season three is dropping April 2021. We already have so many more amazing guests lined up. If you missed any of the episodes from this season, make sure to just run them back. They're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, as well as the video on YouTube. And if you missed season one, all of those episodes are still available just head over to plantstrengthradio.com and you can listen listen through them. So, until next season, as always, I'm your host Bobby Lynch and this is Plant Strength
1: Radio. Plant Strength Radio is hosted by Bobby Lynch, produced and edited by Kiwan Harrison. Original theme music by Alex Brinkley and Tyson Bryce. If you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be streamed. To learn more about Plant Trade, the company behind this podcast, please visit www.planttrengthperformance.com. Or follow us on social media at Plant Trade Performance. Plant Trade: Sustainability for mind, body, soul, and the environment. Thank you for listening.